0: Are we live? Let's go on. You are listening to the gas digital network. Ready, I'm master himself. Check, check, check. Here we go. Three, two, and. Doing podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's another Monday here at Beautiful Gas, dude. This beautiful yeah. gas south here in Podcast Junkie Studio. It's your boy. <laughs> We're doing podcast. Gerard, Michaels, sticky Smalls himself, the funniest man you never heard of, and to my right, standing up, hovering above us at yeah, six yeah, foot yeah. three, two hundred pounds, and every one That's of them right. is a problem. Uh. The master of punks, the tamer of sages. You
1: already know who it is. The, the king of the, of the ring show.
0: himself, the CEO <laughs> of the RNC. Pretty Mickey Gall. What's up, Mick? Yeah. What up, Big G? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Let me let me look at myself. There he is. What's <laughs> up, baby? It was a flex. That was a reach and a flex. And so What's up, baby? And two our left. A very 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 special guest of ours today. Hell yeah. A true war hero himself, Christian, Staff Sergeant, right? Yes, sir. Is it Christian Greg? That's right, yep. Christian Grace. Yep. Staff Sergeant starting Christian Grace. Thank Welcome, you. brother. A bronze medal recipient. <laughs> What's up, man? What's going on, guys? How we doing? I'm doing great. So Welcome our understanding. Hey, much. I always say, I always say, man, the, the the
1: people who serve like you, you guys, are the real badasses. People always come up to me and are like, "Yo, you're so fucking badass to do this," but yo, I'm I'm mine's a sport. Probably gonna be all right. You know what fair I mean? Fair enough, fair enough, man. You guys are the real badasses. <laughs> really laying it. on the line. Yeah, much respect, brother. Hell well, yeah. So you get, guys, thank you,
2: thank you very much for having
0: me, guys. Really appreciate it. Let's get right into it. All right, if if you drop. Mickey Gall and Christian Grey in a jungle. Which one of them's coming out? Let's just get right in to it. In a
2: goddamn jungle
0: dude. Holy who's, shit. Who's, who's getting dropped? <laughs> in we the both are. We're oh, going we to we're, join, we're, join, we're joined. forces. We're oh, joining forces. i <laughs> yeah. yeah. ah, nice diplomacy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Diplomacy. Dude, you're fucked <laughs> yeah. on your own <laughs> we're be yeah. in the jungle? Up. Done. On your own? Yeah. Fuck that noise. So you were you were deployed
2: in Afghanistan, right? Uh where where else were you deployed? specific combat deployment was Afghanistan. I I probably Uh is my mic
1: working right? I don't think so. That sounds like shit Sounds terrible You guys can't hear I don't hear my headphones Yeah, yeah, yeah But anyway Do you hear me?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm
1: Alright Yeah, my headphones are out But uh, I'd be I was interrupting I'd be fine in the jungle Yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, How do you figure? How do you figure? Yeah, yeah. I I would I'd quickly be able to analyze and assess all the uh poisonous things. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch my feet, I'd watch my steps. I'd be oh, yeah. Shit. I'd be I'd be cool. Good I'd now. be cool. But you're right. Most people would be totally fine. Cool. Just to 100%. get you, just to get you caught
0: up uh on uh past episodes, we've uh we've tried to ascertain what animal Mickey couldn't take one-on-one and uh We're we, not sure yet. We've yet we've yet we to do. find one that that he doesn't think he could take one-on-one. Allergy loud as fuck now. Alligator one on one.
2: Fuck, I gotta no, get behind. An, it. an anaconda, you'd be fucked. All that alligator, 100 done. No, I'm a <laughs> human. Be done. I'm a human
0: anaconda. What are you talking about?
1: You just, you no, just fair
2: don't enough, know well. Fair you enough. Don't me that no, well. no, no, no. Right. I've seen right. some of your videos, dude. 100 percent right. human anaconda. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> but a real anaconda, holy man. smokes, bro. That's woo. Yeah, yeah trouble, no, no, dude. No, they're tough. But good thing I have like arms and legs and all this
1: <laughs> stuff. Like I'd be, I'd be good. Yeah, just ask John Voight. I got my human brain.
2: i human brain. I'd outflank them. I'd like pull like a I'd be like,
1: "What's this over here?"
2: Yeah. Oh, Dude, I was just actually talking it. about that with some of my buddies, man. We were talking about like how like how motherfuckers used to kill mammoths and all this wazoo stuff, man. But yeah. it would literally would take a group of individuals to make that happen because one on one, we were looking at a fucking video of these two bears fighting each other, mm. just like yeah. absolute. Savages, man, and there was an actual uh, what was it, like a, a poll that came out that it was like twenty percent or ten percent of men think that they could beat up a fucking bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what?
0: Well, no no the, freaking
2: well, the way! Poll-
1: dude. It's, no. it's crazy, <laughs> and and plus when they're when the bear is whacking another bear. Like, a bear can take that impact. If it's yeah, a human, I think it's getting flung and torn to pieces. Like, What's,
0: yeah. what's funny down, about down, that, down, down, I down, down. saw that that study, too. What's funny about that is it's, like, 10% of, like, UK men think they could take a bear, yeah. but, like, 25% of American <laughs> men think yeah.
2: they could take a bear. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> then, course. you know, they get, like, real specific into it, and they're like, what kind of bear? Is it a black bear? Brown bear? I'll fuck a brown bear up. Polar bear, you're <laughs> Polar, you're done. You're Polar done. bear, you're done. Polar bear, you're you're fucking done, dude. You know, that's, like, one of those old... I forget, it's an old comedian joke when, uh... You know when when uh, you know when someone comes up and they're like, my child's gifted. They're like, yeah, your kid's three and he can walk. That's great. A bear by three knows <laughs> <laughs> Like A bear can climb a tree, do a backflip, nuts. and bite your head off before it lands. Yeah, that's, that's a true. That's gift.
1: a that's an interesting uh, David Adiv, uh saying too. Like he's like, if the aliens came down here and were to look at like who's in charge, right? Just based on like when we're when we're born, like a like a human. Hey, we hear you guys big time over there. Um, when it, like a human, a baby, like we have to be like, like taken care of until we're like, what, like 10, Mm -hmm. basically like Mm -hmm. really probably eight, eight, you you know what I mean? You could, you could probably go out and, and survive. Liberal babies are still, need to be taken (laughs) care of at
0: 30, (laughs) 40 years old.
2: Right. Exactly. That's a a very good point. But now, and now you got like,
1: (laughs) you got like, like cows, you know, they, they're born and they have to like, you know, suck on their mom's. (laughs) tits (laughs) tits <laughs> and like hang out and like you know kind of stick with the pack but then look a, co- a, point a cockroach i promise you it's here it comes but a cockroach <laughs> a cockroach born on its own yeah do everything mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's weird, they're like- really like they're like we we and like even though we're the ones able to manipulate our environment and mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of shit like mm-hmm. they're the ones who are like capable with all set up with all their shit right from the jump but that that was because you were talking about instincts like a, a tiger mm-hmm. knows how to fight you don't mm-hmm. have to teach a tiger or a lion, how to fight? But like humans, like we have to learn. Like you had have to be specially trained how to, you know, your, all your to do your operatives and like me, like I have to learn like the techniques of, right. of fighting. Like there's a lot of that humans have to learn. But we're so capable and so adaptable.
2: That's what say, makes us. So there's special. a lot to say about it, even with even with animals, though. Like play is huge like right. when they're fucking playing like tigers when they play with their cubs and all that stuff yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a whole that's how they learn how to hunt it's like dogs you know, yep same my dogs the way that they fucking re- interact with each other they're yeah. just like gnawing at each other's freaking necks like tackling each other running around yeah. sprinting I mean so yes I agree with you in that like humans certainly especially when it comes to hunting other humans uh, they, it, that's a whole different whole, a whole different factor that's mm. that's learned trained uh but animals to a certain degree i think they also have to go through that themselves man i mean at some point they have to kind of fend for themselves right so at what point do you get to that
0: alan Watson, shorter
2: than quicker than us I, would, I
0: way quicker than 100%, us. You know, 100%. Yeah. the famous British philosopher Alan Watts has a very big play is his major philosophy. Is essentially all things in life you do should be play. Mm-hmm. Through play, you have the creativity to learn and all those other things. And that's a very interesting, you know, concept of like learning through that kind of playful environment. Playing in life is like one of these things where when you're playing too much. You know the powers that be or or the authorities are like you're not taking yourself seriously. Right. But his whole thing is like that is the most serious thing you could do. Through yeah. playing is is where growth comes. That's you know that kind of thing. The um, the other part of it becomes uh, I swear there's a uh, there's a point coming. There's going to be a point. <laughs> that was the point. That was the
1: point. Alan was. I got you. <laughs> I know, but you said it about me earlier. Fucking dickhead. It's coming. <laughs> so, I'm still so, so waiting to be to be wowed by this, but keep going well, if you knew
0: who Alan Watts was... I know
1: what exactly who he was. is, and he loves play, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the other part becomes Noralink, the technology. Like, there's mm. this idea that um, all of this instinctual stuff is imprinted in our DNA, mm-hmm. and that you're not actually learning these new things you're uncovering that knowledge that's in the dna already you're, you're like exposing it more than learning it and that's where this mm-hmm. idea of like noralink or you know having like ai get hooked into the body that kind of like cybernetics that they're starting to work right, towards right. is the you know it's almost like that matrix idea where it's like all right everybody who's ever fought ever in your life in your family's genealogy right. has passed along that dna to you could you, having never, you've never made a bow or an arrow in your life, but somebody along the line probably has. So it's in that DNA coding somewhere. Huh? I have too. You've made a bow and
1: arrow. Yeah, long. whenever I, was, I had to take wood shop, I would just make weapons the whole time. <laughs> That's <laughs> all
2: I would do. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. You know, on, the, on the topic of Neuralink, you
0: know how they uh, just approved it for FDA I did. trials? Yeah. Would you do it? We've talked about this a couple times. Um, I don't think I would be the first one, but I think after, um, like, a few human trials went mm-hmm. through, I, I'd be very interested in it, yeah. I'd be very interested that's in wild, it. That's wild,
2: man. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I could, man. Like, yeah. it just reminds me of sort of like a whole, like, altered carbon sort of scenario. Totally. You know, <laughs> just...
0: and, you, and you do it knowing the whole time, like, you know, that they, they, the they, mm-hmm. have access to your brain yeah. at any moment. Oh. Whether they want to take the information out or put information in or control you. Mm. I mean, that's, you know you but make also, the argument that that's already the case, so. Well, listen, I know I'm being listened to everything I say, 100%. and I, I love this thing. I'm fucking addicted to this thing. Are you kidding me? You put this thing in my brain, and I can like, you know, I, I mean, just the idea, like some of the Neuralink things are incredible, the knowledge, the speed, but also the idea of like, all right, um, knowing my body is low on iron mm-hmm. right now, I need to eat something that's, you know, I, that has more Dates. iron. Dates have good iron, and
1: they're delicious. You're welcome. Yeah.
0: I don't think my body's low on iron. I'm just
1: using it <laughs> like. All right. Well, if you are low on iron, this have a date. Too, and dude. honestly, just, you know. just have a date anyway. I'm still never on camera, but uh hey guys, guess what I brought for everyone? Uh, I brought some Kill Cliff energy drinks. Hey. That's that's a awesome. veteran, nice snag. Hell
0: yeah, dude. Thank hell you. yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, and I got I, I got Kill an Cliff. extra for everyone. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? You know what? I love Killcliff with a Battle Bar. Those are two of my yeah. favorite things. I like to eat a Battle Bar and drink a Killcliff. Yeah, they're pretty freaking good. So you talked they- about hunting humans before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tell us more about that.
0: That piqued my interest. Ooh, what about it? Um, well, you said it casually, and that scared me. <laughs> um, just yeah. casually, you're like, yeah, it's like you know, it's well, different I mean, when you're hunting humans. I've personally never hunted a human. Have you hunted a human? Yes. <laughs> well, after wood shop, after wood quite...
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would What, say what finest... period?
0: What period? They. At?
1: But yeah, it is kind of it yeah, is hun- 100% like hunting, man. right? Hundred yeah. percent.
2: Yeah. I mean, the way you were talking about, it, hey, I have my human mind when you were talking about the anicon. Yeah. I have my human mind, and I have my human mind. Right. So yeah. in a certain environment, like how, if I, let's say, you know, we were in a scenario where I'm hunting you or you're hunting me, how exactly would that play out? Right. You're maneuvering, you're doing your own thing. You're trying to figure out how you can gain superiority. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how I can gain superior, superiority on you. Yeah. The fact of the matter is it's only one of us coming out of there. Right. Right. So how do you set yourself up for success? How do you set yourself up for, I mean, there, there is no respawning. There is no second chance. Right. So that's, I, I feel like the stakes are Infinitely higher when you're hunting. The highest. You and don't the
0: know highest. that. You don't know that there's no respawning.
2: <laughs> I don't. You're right. You don't you're know right. that. You're right. But I'm not trying to find out
0: either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <I'm not trying laughs> just on, the, on yeah. the chance that there is no respawn, <laughs> yeah. let's just take this one really seriously. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Do you get? Do you get like a supply drop? How accurate is Call of Duty to real life? Was that basically what Afghanistan oh, was like? Were you like a camper? Were you you just... know,
2: I will say there are there are a lot of comparisons that are very similar. But things like oh, if you get this many kills, you get an Apache. No. <laughs> No, well, no. Mickey just sent Fuck. me something. Mickey just sent me something yesterday. What was that thing you said? Thought me? I was gonna get Apache. Well, you
0: might. What's that thing you just sent me?
1: Um? Oh, uh, so in the new GTA, okay, uh, that's Grand Theft Auto. It's like Grand Theft Auto Six. Mm-hmm. If you whatever money and shit you earn there, you're able to you can like take out in real life or something. So I just read a shit. thing on what? it. They, we don't know. What? I don't know what for sure. I, I sent it to that's him though. Wildly. That's wild. what. Yeah, that's what the thing said. So we'll see. That would be freaking. It's nuts, like people yeah. are like thinking like <laughs> this could be a new, a new side hustle. Yeah, playing GTA. <laughs> American people hunting yes. humans yep. hunting That's humans yeah. digitally so <laughs> without, it's okay without it's okay. the stakes, without okay. the, the stakes. 100 yeah. so
0: tell yeah. us tell us about young Christian what, what, who were you when you were growing up what, I, what made yeah. you go into the service dude so
2: looking back I would say the first time I remember wanting to go into the service probably around middle school time frame and I was like uh, this game, I don't know if you guys probably remember, it's SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs that had just come out. Heard of it? Yeah. So, played this for a while. It was one of the first games that actually came out to like online. This at the other and, By the way, I think that the military's like advertising campaign in video games is absolutely brilliant. Like, you get oh, little kids for sure. Hooked on it's it. Right propaganda. Off the bat. Oh, yeah, it's sure. G-I-, sure. GI Joe. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I just think remember, I was like. I can do that. I can fucking do that. But obviously, when you're like a sixth grader, or fucking seventh grader, you're not actually like realizing everything that it takes to become that, right? Mm-hmm. So time went on, etc. I went to high school. Um, it was a small private school in uh, Boston. It's called Boston Trinity Academy. Um, you're from Boston? Yeah, I grew up in Boston, man. What so, part? Uh, Revere specifically. Right. Revere and Chelsea. Re-via. Yeah, Re-via. hell yeah. Bro. Always go by Revere Beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've been through. Right. Yeah, hell I got yeah, family man. up there, so gotcha. yeah. yeah I was every time going in. in. They're on the, like the the North Shore. Got yep, yep so I'd like exactly. I'd like Bro. go right right through there yeah Yeah man I fucking love Boston I'm would never go back just the blizzards are way too fucking much, Where's man. the fucking accent Dude, the military took it away from you, man The military? <laughs> yeah. man, you they travel, just wiped you just clean? Wipe clean Jeez. No, man, you just travel everywhere and just Can't be hunting like humans man. talking like Come on,
1: dude fucking, <laughs> no. Where's the cab? With the
2: Wicked fucking snipe, snipe you, man. Don't know exactly where you're from Wicked snipe your family? kid nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man it's Gonna get
1: fucking shot at you, dude Fuck
2: yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. fucking
1: scary here, <laughs> no? <know? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <Afghanistan. It's>
0: fucking <laughs> Afghanistan Fucking Afghanistan <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking friendly fire way to happen. Yeah, yeah. No oh, doubt got about down, that. Oh, man, we got we got down, <laughs> no doubt about that.
1: Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, hey, hey, uh, Tommy from fucking Worcester. You ever heard of Pat Tillman? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, dark. I like it. I <laughs> 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 yeah, So yeah. you, so you, apparently uh, that was an apparently... evil laugh. That, <laughs> yeah, was a, was. that was an evil <laughs> statement followed up by an evil. Laugh. I love Pat Tillman. <laughs> I, I love Yo, Pat he's a Zulman. fucking
1: hero. Hell yeah, You he should
0: is, better man. love Patton. I, I love Patton, but I also hate the fucking government that sent there. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of, you worked for said government. <laughs> I
2: did. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Man. So I mean, so eventually I ended up going to college. I uh, studied uh, health science, human physiology, and I was going to commission actually as an officer. And I decided, you know what, I don't really want to do that. I want to go the enlisted route because what I want to do is focus on medicine, which was super. You know, not, I don't want to say controversial, but it was certainly like a big decision because I already had something that I could do, and now I'm risking like. Losing that for trying out for Special Forces, which is it's a dice roll, 100% dice roll. The attrition rate to get in is very, 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 very high, right? So that's a whole pipeline in and of itself, man. Uh, so I did a, what's called a conditional release from the national guard to go active duty, uh, under the pretty much a 18 x-ray contract. That's a special forces candidate. All right. So, uh, first thing you do is go to infantry school. Did that. That's a whole, it's called a
0: one station unit training. What's infantry school like? Uh, it's, is it like what you see in like boot camp and guys yelling ch- at I, you and everything could, like that? Yes. I got,
1: I have a yes. quick question. Yes. Um, on? so you say special forces. Yes. So. Is that is that like Army Special Forces? Correct. So, yeah. So
2: every branch.
0: Because
1: like own this, source. like the sea. There's the SEALs. Yep. There's the Army Rangers. Yep. What what yep. are are those all
2: special forces? So there's there's two distinctions to make. There's special operations forces special okay. operations, which is kind of all encompassing, if you will. So special operations forces will include Ranger Battalion. That'll include uh, Delta Force. That'll include all those guys. So that's special operations, right? Special Who forces. Who else is included in special
1: operations? Would that be a
2: Green Beret? Is Green Beret? Green Beret is special forces. So that's what I was. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So special operations force. Like I said, that's kind of the overarching, if you will, uh, umbrella of all things special operations. So any okay. any branch, any unit that falls under the special operations component is that soft, mm. Sof. Right. Okay. So specifically in the army, you pretty much have Ranger Battalion who conducts a lot more direct action. You have different tiers in the army. You have like tier one and tier two. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that expression, but you have. Assume our audience hasn't. Okay, gotcha. You. So you have Tier 1, Tier 2. Tier 1, it's, it's all it's all really about budgeting and, like, uh, the type of mission that you run. So a Tier 1 operator is going to be, like, your Delta Force guys. Your Ranger Battalion guys, those guys are going to usually attach with them. They can also act autonomously, but they, they also fall under certain... Um, Permissions, if you will. So those guys primarily do a lot of direct action. Permissions? Yes, permissions. Meaning what? That is to say, if you go to a certain country and your mission is a certain thing, you fall under certain permissions. That is is things that you're allowed to do in that country. Yes. Got it. Correct. And that's right. So that's your tier one. Then you have your tier two guys, which, again, budgeting-wise is... All that really means is how much money you get allocated and what things you could do in different places, right? So, special forces, Army special forces falls, depending on what you're doing,
0: under that tier two budgeting system. Wait, wait. So, just to go back to what you said, there's permissions. Permissions yes. from the American government or correct. the other. So, like, if you are, government. yeah, because, like, I imagine yes. if you're going yes. into a country and the country's like, yeah, murder's <laughs> illegal here. <laughs> yeah, and correct, correct. the American government's yes. like, mm, yep. yeah, not for our guys. Right. Is that kind of right. what we're doing here?
2: Yeah. So, it's permissions from the American government, yeah. what you're allowed to do the type of missions that you're allowed to take on yeah. in
0: those countries. Correct. It's kind of badass. Correct. It's like, hey, yeah. your laws, cool, bud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got laws for these guys. Yes. And don't be on exactly. that list. How would you rank them? Could you yeah. rank the, uh, like, is it Rangers, SEALs, Delta Force? Like, where? Oof, give, me okay. a, give me a ranking.
2: I would say the top is going to be your JSAW guys. That's Joint Special Operations Command, right? That's where pretty much all the dudes from like the tier one go there. Okay, after that, that's when you have your your two operators. That's where your special forces are. That's where Navy SEALs are. That's where your uh, PJs, your para uh, rescue jump guys from uh, the Air Force. That's where they are. They're all at. And then the only reason why I would put Ranger Battalion third is because it's very rare for them to act uh, autonomously in today's day and age. At least, well, in Afghanistan, rather, they've been attached with uh, Delta operators for a long time. So they do one mission very well. That's direct action and cordoning or security for Delta Force. So literally freaking. Hey, your job is to take that objective. Take the objective. Boom, All right, now pull security. Delta Force is going to go do their thing. They have no idea what the fuck is going on in there. All right. So. Who's number one again? You said J. The JSOC guy. Right? So that's like Del- JSOC. JSOC. JSOC.
0: Yeah. associate yeah. yeah. Yep. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that's where you're talking operators... Joint Special Operations Command. Correct. I'm not yep. familiar Correct.
1: with them. I'm, I'm familiar yeah. with like Delta and Rangers. So they all and fall under and...
0: JSOC. So
1: yeah, it's it's a whole fucking uh, branch, dude. Yeah. But yeah. No, this is very yeah. interesting to me. So, and I'm sure to our fans as well. So yeah, feel free to explain away, man. So
2: JSOC, pretty much under them, under that umbrella, is where like your Delta Force guys are. DevGru, development group that's sort
0: of like is delta this. force just so I, i'm clear delta force is that a, a specific branch of military delta, no no so it's it's a specific unit within the army okay yes yes so
2: it's very convoluted when it comes to like that whole thing but essentially the way that that works is for example a lot of my buddies when well, that i want to say a lot of them but i have buddies of mine who have tried out for delta force so that's sort of the next step up if gotcha. you will so, so like,
0: you're a ranger then you want to become Delta Force. Correct. So gotcha. if you're a Ranger, okay. you can go
2: Delta Force. If you're a Special Forces guy, you can go Delta Force. That's a whole separate selection process in and of itself. Mm. Ranger Battalion has their own selection process. Special Forces, we have our own selection process. If you want to go do something else, which is a Delta Force, mm. that they had that's a whole separate selection process, which is a motherfucker. Like that—that that is next level.
0: I read once in Navy SEALs, and this maybe I missed, could be misremembering this, so forgive me, but I remember reading this and being like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That the acceptable, um, I guess the word would be attrition rate for a Navy SEAL in combat is 60 to 1. They anticipate 60 kills for every death. Is that... I can is, see that. Absolutely. That's yeah. insanity. So well, for I mean, each
2: asset... Especially in a... Afghanistan, man. Oh, dude, 100%, man. Like, I, I, would, I would agree with that. Like, you just... You go out there, you freaking massacre people, especially towards the latter end of the war. Like, when I was there, it was uh, 2019 to 2020. The type of assets and capabilities that we were rolling up with was next level, man. Like, I mean, I was blessed to have had that opportunity, especially because, like, I went to Afghanistan immediately after the Q course. So I didn't have time to, like, go train with my team and do other stuff and kind of prep with them. It was my my crucible, if you will, was... You're going straight to Afghanistan right out of the Q course. Like, go do it. Wow. So, when we're there, man, like, we're rolling up. We, have, we had Apaches overhead on a regular basis. We would have UAVs overhead, armed, armed UAVs, AC 130s, just every possible tech that you can ask for. Mm-hmm. It was there, man, from both an offensive uh, perspective um, to medical
0: was huge.
2: We had FST right there. That's a forward surgical team right there readily available. So Afghanistan was really, really, really well established at that point, man.
0: So two two questions immediately come to mind if that's the case. One is, you know, why didn't we win then? <laughs> right? Like if we had that far superior Capabilities, yeah. why yeah. didn't we win right that that's question number one and question number two? The follow-up is if you guys are out there Laying waste of people like that with that far superior yeah. are have they been lying? Do you think in the media about the the uh, casualties that, that the people endured out there?
2: No, I don't think that the uh, I don't think that they're li- okay. So we'll start with that second question. I don't think that the media is lying with the casualties uh, that that have it been. It seems in-
0: lower than almost everybody I've talked to that was there. Mm-hmm. The, the casualty count that we get told in the media here seems lower than than what
2: are you saying? The, the American casualties?
0: Both, both.
2: Okay, I think American casualties are very, very. Uh, accurate, primarily because there's a lot of logistics that go behind the scenes where you're informing family members, you're informing individuals, you, you have to let them know. So there there is, I it's I can't think of a single way wherein you would be able to hide or conceal or, you know, obfuscate those, those numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it comes to, let's say, civilian casualties or Afghan casualties, yeah. those numbers range significantly. The White House, depending on the administration, they'll have a certain number for you. But then if you look into DOD or if you look into, uh, what are those, uh, watch groups? Yeah. Uh, they have very different numbers. And that's where things get very, very murky, very, very blurry. Primarily- we're,
0: we're talking about magnitudes of three, four, five. Oh, yeah. We're talking about 200,000 and a million people, yes. like literally 100%. a million deaths. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And, in Iraq, I mean, that was one of the things the Bush administration was like, yeah, we're keeping civilian casualties to a minimum. And then 10 years later, like everybody's like, oh, yeah, millions of people died. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, when did that happen? When exactly. did we go, we exactly. were keeping exactly. casualties to a minimum until so mm-hmm. we, we that, that million people, some would call that a genocide. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Um, um, but anyway now going back to the first question you guys have that far tactical superiority yeah. It's almost like a Vietnam situation where, where it feels like you you had to be informed not to win to not just steamroll the country
2: I think we were at war with an ideology and it's very hard to fight an, audi- an ideology with guns and, and planes and jets you, can, you can't you can't do that like I mean the fact of the matter is that the, the you know the people of Afghanistan they have their culture they have their ideology they have what they believe and they have their sort of intrinsic way of, of life I mean this has been the case for hundreds of years now I mean the Russians were there we were there like there's been a, like, a myriad of countries that have been there and spent insane sums of money to try to change an ideology because the fact of the matter is like democracy the way that we see it here in the United States I think that that's very innate to the western culture how do you take that and by brute force you know uh Enforce that into or, or or change an entire country. You, you can't you, you know, you really can't and the fact of the matter is we're It's it's a military's Leviathan force, right? That's what we are like the military is the sort of Leviathan force that we can have all our tentacles in multiple different countries And we're really 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 good at killing things destroying things and breaking things mm-hmm. But what we're not good at is changing people's minds. Like how do you convince an entire population to just be different? hmm I don't know how you do it, man yeah. And they've tried. They, psychological operations is a thing. I, I don't know if they <laughs> care.
0: I don't know if they care to. If we want to get real, real here for mm-hmm. a minute, I don't know if they care to. I think that there's so much money to be made in mm-hmm. the destruction. Oh, 100%. And then once there's destruction, there's oh, so 100%. much money to be made in the rebuilt. Yes. Yep. You know, I mean, the, the, the people that. that if there's anything the last three years taught us, and then Mick, I'll get you know your opinion on this, is that the the last three years have really showed us that the the people that create the disease are the people that sell the cure. Yep. You know, so I mean, if you're talking to Halliburton, you're talking to BlackRock, you're talking about people that spend you know, millions of dollars in lobbying mm-hmm. to get tens of millions of dollars in government contracts to then go destroy, have, have a proxy war with Russia over this, this rock land, and then they get the contracts to rebuild what they've destroyed. Why would this ever end? It wouldn't. And I think
2: Russell Brand made that point really well recently, uh, I think he was with uh, Joe Rogan. He talked about uh, something very similar. He was like, we cannot have an economy or a society that's that's that thrives on crises. Yeah. Yeah, because that's exactly what I we heard. I heard that recently. exact
1: same thing. I yeah. think I sent that shit to you. Yeah, I man. like Russell Brand. Oh, yeah, I yeah, fuck yeah, with yeah. him. I like yeah. what he's talking yeah. about right he's now. He's changed
2: a lot, too. He used to be super, super lib, like, and all of a sudden, he's like making
0: all these conservative points. I, I, well, yeah. well ha- has he changed... Has Me and Mick talk about this off air a lot. Has he actually changed or has the zeitgeist sprinted so far in one direction that people that Mm. were center left are now seen as center right? Have those people actually – is Bill Maher a a, a soft (laughs) conservative now or has the culture gone so crazy Mm -hmm. to the left that now reasonable center right, center left people are seen as this right wing? I mean there was a whole thing I just saw where Russell Brand was talking to Joe Rogan about how gym culture is seen as right wing. If you work out, you're a right wing extremist. And it's like – I don't think you guys are making the point you think you're making here. You're making people feel like, man, this right wing stuff's pretty cool, man. I don't like, I don't think you're, when you call everyone a Nazi and it's like, man, my baseball coach is a Nazi. Like, I don't think worse about my baseball coach. I start thinking like, eh. I mean, Nazis are alright like it's not you're not making the point you yeah. think you're making guys yeah. Yeah. you know and that's what they do though I feel like they shift the Overton window on a regular basis the it's just... Overton window Yeah. It's... nice <laughs> we can bring that up don't be afraid uh, I'm, you I'm, just I... made your come in his pants, right? <laughs> 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 nice nice let's talk about it let's do a little horseshoe theory while we're yeah. here man I, yeah. saw, I saw a mini clip about your horseshoe while, theory all man, the shit, yeah, while he's pulling it up
1: and you guys are jerking each other off um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about our our live show since oh. this is going on live real <laughs> yeah. quick. Alright. Slickin' Things got a live show in New Jersey at the Stress Factory, June 8th, 7pm. Listen, we've been working really hard. We pulled out all the fucking stops for this one. Be there or be square. Listen, my name is Mickey Gall, and if you don't show up, fuck you. <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked up. All right? You fucked up. I'm telling you, you're going to miss out on all the surprise guests. We got some su- surprise celebrity guests. We do. Hey, I didn't bust my ass for nothing. I've made sure this is going to be like a fucking party, yeah. and, and you're going to miss out on the party if you don't come. So I hope you come make it. That's June 8th. At the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey, 7 p.m.
0: Yeah, I don't want to be dramatic or anything like that, but if you live in Jersey and you don't come to this, you are fucking dead to me.
1: Yeah, dead. straight up,
0: dead yep. to me. Don't, don't lose and, my and number. And honestly, don't you, sh- call me. you
1: should be dead to yourself because you just missed out on the best night. Of it's your life, gonna be probably. It's gonna like, be so
0: good. Honestly, like if you're hearing this and you haven't bought tickets, good luck. I think we're pretty much almost sold out. But, pretty much,
1: yeah. But yeah. I, I was like, hey, I want everyone to be able to get in. If we got to put fucking seats in the rafters, we'll do it. Seats in the
0: rafters. All right. Standing, room Standing room only
1: room only. If you know what I mean Maybe stand in the back You know you uh, get a little, Your little drink on You'll be you getting Your little wobble on uh, we, You'll be having we, a good time We have, man, some, I'm, we I'm have some
0: exciting though. We'll tell you off air We have yeah. some exciting things It's cool things. shit like we, Really we cool we We've really
1: you know, pulled out the stops yeah, To make yeah, sure man. This is going to be A cool ass
2: thing so. That'll be dope man
1: Wish you were in Jersey dog Sorry yeah, i no, missing, hey, well, missing out For
2: all the veterans Out
0: there in Jersey Go see these guys Hell yeah man Tell them By
1: the way Kill Veteran owned
0: Hell yeah This is legitimately delicious This is really good man Good stuff, Killcliffe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good folks. Yeah, good people. Good people. Good, peoples, good peoples. Yeah. Mickey fights at the Killcliff FC over here. So. Oh yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> it's a
1: tight gym, man. A lot of a lot of studs. Yeah. Probably probably the best gym in the world. Like, talent-wise, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. We have, like, over 30 UFC fighters on the mats. It's the only gym Jesus in the world Christ. that could say that. Wow. Maybe American Top Team, which is, like, right down the road. But yeah. that's it. That's Miami yeah. for you, man. Just, yeah. just a magnet for talent. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. South Florida's a hotbed, that's for it. sure. <laughs> so
0: awesome. tell us, um, yeah. you know, I want to get back into the tough questions, and I appreciate mm-hmm. you sitting and answering these, too. But, you know, let's talk about the training a little bit. The okay. Special Forces training is something that I think is uh, intrigued a lot of people. as CrossFit's gotten big over the last few years, mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu and Jiu-Jitsu and MMA have experienced. Exploded onto the scene. Yeah, um, you know Jocko is, is you know is a, the legend that he is you have David Goggins You have yeah. all these guys who have gone through these special forces um, You know trainings and, and mentalities What do you think about special forces training? Uh, separates it from everything else what what makes it the elite of the elite?
2: I think it's by far one of the most rigorous uh, just <laughs> Just it just breaks you down and builds you right back up, man. That's, that's mentally, really, physically, mentally and physically, really. Yeah. So a couple. So I can kind of walk through the pipeline and generally how that kind of plays out, right? So. Going back infantry school, yes, you know you got your drill sergeants started yelling at you. At least I was back in the day. Uh, it's got a little softer from what I hear, but you know we'll see. Anyway, infantry Soft school, <laughs> drill sergeants. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean they got rid of the uh, shark attack. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the shark attack. What's is. the shark attack? The shark attack pretty much is when you roll up on the bus here. You, know, you you just got there. You're a fucking civilian. You're just you're know, scared and shit, and you don't know what the fuck to do. They would open the doors and you'd run out, and you had these drill sergeants just fucking yelling in your face, man, just telling you like get the fuck over there, start fucking running, grab your bags, pull them over your head. All this crazy thing. It's just it's just Insanity. There, there is it, it, it feels like there is no order. It feels like there's no organization and you're just fucking running and you're just doing what they tell you to
0: fucking do. Ah, um, man, no. I'm not built for it. I, I got a feeling <laughs> I would just start laughing. I'd be like, what the fuck?
2: It depends. Calm I mean, down. It, if I would have done it now in my thirties yeah, I'd probably be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But when you're like an impressionable 17, 18 year old, which mm. I think that's that's you know that's generally the crowd that they appeal to, and mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a smart thing for them to appeal to. that. Or even something as you know, because I went when I was probably what 22, my goal was special forces. So I knew that I can't fuck around here. Like this this is this is a gate to the thing that I want to do, right? So if I come across as an asshole or a guy who's you know, oh, fuck you, like you whatever, that's gonna that's gonna hinder me from my progress. But you're absolutely right, man. If I were doing it in my 30, and I didn't really want to like I had no idea, like I'm already structured, I already have my habits, et cetera. Yeah, 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 whole different ballgame. But yeah, essentially, man, infantry school, it's 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 the basics of being a warfighter, right? How do you you start from individual, you know, physical fitness, right? They start ingraining that. That's and it's 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 a schedule. Every single day is virtually the same thing, give and take, you know, one or two events. But every single day you wake up in the morning, you PT. After PT, you eat. After that, you shower. After that, you go and train. You know, whatever whatever the PT, training of the day physical is. Therapy? Uh, physical therapy? Physical, physical training. training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we work it out, right? Whatever whatever the workout of the day is. Sure. And it's just and it, it's structured in a way that it gets you to perform at the level that the US Army, big US army, requires that you perform at.
0: Okay. So what type of PT are we talking? We're we talking like a lot of, r- running. lot of running.
2: A lot of running. A lot of running. I can tell you right now, man, like the guys that are most successful in the army.
0: Like I said. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for me.
2: <laughs> are the runners, man. They put a, a huge emphasis on running, man. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. hundred. Yeah, 100 man, 100. So, so that's infantry school for you, generally, right? And then from there you go to airborne school. Airborne school is fucking badass. That's a lot of fun. Like I mean, jumping out of planes is freaking terrifying, but it's but it's it's a good. Time.
0: How long is it in between these? Uh, oh, you? it's
2: immediate. It's pretty much immediate. So like for for me, I graduated infantry school, and then I think the week
0: after that I was infantry at school is what like eight weeks.
2: Uh, if I remember correctly, it's yeah, I believe it's six to eight weeks. Six six eight eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, so yeah, really? it's like six to eight weeks of just yeah, you're just getting the shit beat out of you by these drill turns. But again, it's all its all in efforts to be, to make you a basic combat soldier. Okay? How to work, how to individually move, how to move with a team, how to move with a platoon. Okay? From there, like I said, airborne school, that's a whole other three weeks there. And then after airborne school, that's where things get a little spicy. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's when you go to Fort Bragg. Okay? So you pretty much take a bus from... R.I.P. Fort Bragg. I know, yeah, what the fuck, man? Fort Liberty, <laughs> Fort now. Liberty now. Fort Liberty <laughs> yeah. now, yeah. Yeah, which is, I, I mean, that that's a whole another fucking... I have my opinions on that, man. I think that's absolute bullshit that they're trying to, like, pretty much erase history, man. It's like it's some of the most Orwellian things that I've seen. It's just like, oh, yeah. Fort Bragg, no, that's racist.
0: I mean, that's <laughs> politics. Liberty. I mean, politics is, is you know, they're, they're, they they want to act like they've done something when they haven't done something. But I, I think it's really callous when I, I last... Again, these numbers may may be wrong off the top of my head, but Christian, you can pull this up if I'm wrong the um la- by last i read as much as 25% of all veterans are living at or below the poverty line jesus and they just and they just spent like $30 million on this Fort Bragg rename, this, they're, re, they're rebranding Fort Bragg as a priority as opposed to making sure that that a quarter of the veterans are not living at or below the poverty line? I mean, that's... It's insane. It's insanity, right? I mean, there, there's just no justification for that. 100%. I mean, you could say Bragg was an evil, racist, Confederate, and I'll agree with you, fine, whatever, but is it a priority right now? Is that something that maybe we can do... After we get the veterans off the poverty line yep. and then we can like do. No, I Rainbow totally agree. Bread. But it's not nice to brag. So, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so you just looking at the numbers right here. Yeah. The numbers for
0: veterans on or below the poverty line is lower than that. It's about 8.2 percent of them. Compared to about thirteen percent, the general population. Well, check, Thank you for that, Omri. Check, um, check the active duty as well. Maybe I, I saw twenty five percent, and I, I want to be correct on this. I don't want to be spreading, you know, false misinformation here. But I, I do know that the it, like a it's a shockingly. <laughs> don't I don't want to be doing false bad things that are good. False so, misinformation <laughs> is just true things. <laughs> I don't want to be saying truth on this stupid podcast. Uh, so you're. Uh, from in active service it's about five percent. I'm not saying that twenty five on anything really. Okay. I'll try to find it. But the um maybe I just got lied to. I don't know. Who knows? But the any anyway, the point is, whatever the poverty level is, the fact that anybody active or you know, a veteran is at or below the poverty line while we're doing a thirty million dollar rebrand on a on a
1: Yeah, on that's a basis. fucking retarded. It's pretty crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's that's pretty crazy. Nuts. And
2: the fact of the matter is, man, like I can't think of a single soldier that showed up to war brag and thought to themselves, wow. That's a racist
0: fucking name. Like, not or no one. No one looks at Fort Bragg and says that. So, it's pretty. Wow. It's also we've talked about this before on the pod too. But the you know, you're going there to be trained how to yeah. murder people. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, it's awful. Wait, what,
1: what's the issue with why is Bragg
0: so? He's a he, he was a Confederate officer. Uh, oh yeah. So it's you know look you know the. Um, well, they did lose, right? Northern <laughs> boys, right? <laughs> fucking North, <dog. laughs> oh, Fucking
1: North. We kicked their fucking asses. We kicked their asses. Fuck yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. My family was in Ireland, but you guys did great. So was mine,
1: actually. Fuck. But we're from Jersey. you are from Boston. You oh, know Yeah.
0: yeah. Our fucking... Suck it, people from fucking Alabama. Suck it. That's right. That's right, yeah, people. Your...
1: Sorry. cheap houses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you <laughs> can have a fucking huge house in yeah. Alabama for-
0: People who fucking can trace their lineage back 200 years. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Should have learned how to fucking win an antenna, asshole. Anyway, the uh so <laughs> you go to you go to you go to Par what was it? Power jumping school?
2: Uh, yeah, it's Airborne School. Airborne right? School. So airborne School. Right. So that's that's still in Fort Benning, Georgia. Right? And from there, after you graduate uh, Airborne School, then that's a nice long bus ride over to Fort Bragg. Now Fort Liberty. All right. So get there. And that's when that's when shit gets real. That's the first time that you actually start seeing Green Berets. Because they're your cadre. They're the guys that are in charge of you. And I distinctly remember, man, you get off the bus, a lot of guys will join just because they want to go to Airborne School. Or they realize, holy shit, I really don't want to do this. So the first question that they ask you, these Green Berets will pull you out, they put you in formation, they're like, the first question they ask you is how many of you guys want to quit right now? And immediately you get hands up.
0: Really, right,
2: right there, right there. The attrition rate starts as soon as you get off the bus. Wow. Get so out. so my,
1: one of my favorite books uh, that I actually read, like I actually put my eyes and let my eyes go back Holy and forth. Shit. Usually I I, I'm an, I'm, I listen to books all the time, but Audible. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Was uh, Lone Survivor. Oh yeah. Gotcha. And they were saying like Pete, there's and there's that, some Was that people, Marcus Luttrell? That was Marcus mm-hmm. Luttrell. Yeah. They made it into a movie with Mark Wahlberg. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I know it's cliche to say, but the book's better. You know what I mean? Yep. But uh, there would be people who, instead of want of wanting to like ring that bell and quit, they would kill themselves because it would be it, they the shame of quitting. Like they they would kill themselves, They choose death instead. Damn. Yeah. Wild, wow. wow, right? Fucking nuts, man.
2: Wow, it's fucking wow. I mean, that was definitely the case uh, in uh, fucking World War II when guys were trying to, if they couldn't, if they couldn't get in for whatever reason. I mean, that was back when people actually wanted to join the military and actually do a thing. But like during those during those days, if if you tried to get, in, I mean, motherfuckers were trying to get in when they were sixteen. Yeah, 15, yeah. 15 forge, years old. They would forge yeah. Yeah. their papers. Yeah, 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 they would yeah. forge your papers just to get in, you know. And that is, I mean, sadly, that's certainly not the case anymore. I think that yeah, there is not as much badasses. No. There's, there's a certain. Is. I think there's a certain number in the population that still wants to do it, but I think that number has significantly dwindled over the span of time.
0: Well, that's sure. a, speaking about books. That's that's a big plot line in uh, All Is Quiet on the Western Front. Is mm-hmm. you know the guy wants to his friends have signed up for war, and his parents won't sign off because he's underage. So yep. he, you know, he, he forges his parents' signature, you know, because he wants to be a part Part of the the, the fight, right. and then you know, two weeks later, he's on the front lines of World War One, and he's like, "I fucked up. I did not yeah. Yeah. sign up for this." Yes. Yeah. yeah, did it's, you see the movie?
2: For yeah, it was
0: very good. It's phenomenal. It's a very phenomenal, well done movie. Yeah, movie. Uh, you know, the book's better, but the uh, yeah. no, 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 that movie is that movie is yeah. really, really, very, very well done. I mean, I, I, um. Uh, actually, Mick had a great thing when we were watching it. and He was like, "Can you imagine if there was smell-o-vision for this? Do <laughs> you imagine yeah. if you could smell some of those scenes? Like, oh my God, that would crazy, be, That'd that's be crazy. next level."
2: And to think that in those days, I mean, the types of weaponry that they were using. I mean, you've you've shot some guns with yeah. us now, and we have one of the guns that we have there is damn one Garand, eight rounds. That's it, eight rounds one click. Uh, that you know, yeah, that's, that's fucking
0: nuts. To me, that's man. insane. I mean, that's, that's insane. Um, you know, he loved going shooting with you. By Any? the way, oh, it. shout, it. shout that's out the awesome,
1: spot. Yeah, is that your spot?
2: I mean, I don't own it, but I mean, I, I'm there with the guys. It's a pretty much everybody there's veterans. So yeah, guys, if you guys want to check out Lock and Load Miami, I mean, phenomenal place.
0: Certainly Lock out and Load shoot. Miami, Lock and all right. Miami. Yep, yeah, man. Yep. Shoot some ta- <laughs>
2: badass. Hey,
0: oh, that's right. He brought his thing. Yeah. He taught me. He taught me how to <laughs> yeah. shoot a sniper <laughs> rifle, bro. Yeah. I'm ready Yo. for the boog. I'm ready he's, for the big boog. He's been, been showing that baby. thing off yeah. for like a month now. Yeah. Every time he flexes on me, I'm like, keep fucking around. I'ma catch you from 200 yards, motherfucker. That's a badass gun to shoot, man. That's a good time. Dude, you know what? That was the first time in my life I ever shot fully automatic. Automatic, that is insane, right? That's like it's I, wild, man. I I I mean, I'm a pretty strong guy with a pretty solid base. That thing was like dude. <laughs> hey, it said it's not good yeah. to brag. <laughs> All right? I'm, not, I'm not bragging. I'm literally saying I could not handle a fully automatic <laughs> weapon. Like I couldn't do it. Like yeah. that was although the saw was pretty fucking bad. The saw the saw's awesome. Oh, I think it's if, great. If, Yeah, if if uh, if the big luau happened, I would want the yeah. saw. That's, <laughs> the that's, that's the one. hundred percent fed automatic
2: machine gun. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah uh, when the
0: when the big luau happens, remember fans of Slick and <laughs> Lead is gonna be worth more than gold. But uh you know, you know what the golden rule is, Mick. Lead is worth more than gold. <laughs> he, he who has the gold makes the rules. Treat others how they, you want to be treated. No, that's, that's that's dumb.
1: <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> that that that's, was the golden
0: rule, though, yeah, right? That was well, the golden so rule. So what?
1: What's what's your golden rule? He
0: who has the gold makes the rules. Ah, okay. That's the okay, that's yeah. the real golden rule. That's and a, who, and he who has the lead has the gold. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I digress.
1: <laughs> Spe- oh, speaking <laughs> of an awesome experience, uh, so the way same way you were loving your shooting, uh, I went scuba diving for the first time this oh, weekend. Oh yeah, man! It was fucking awesome. It was, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Like, That's seeing, like, the, the bottom of the water. I no? think it, it was because I was by the reef. Okay. But it was, like, cliffs down there. That's nuts, man. Like, it was, like,
2: literally, like like... Uh, being in a different world, dude. That is a one specialty school that I wish I would have had the opportunity to go to in special special. Could that forces. be the seals? Uh, no. So special forces, we have a specific school. It's called CDQC. It's a CD. Yeah, it's a combat diver qualification course. Okay. So that's essentially where you go learn how to do that. How to do, you know, underwater infiltrations,
0: right? Uh, dude,
2: it's fucking next yeah. level. Well, what's man. what's it crazy is, is
0: they said you know I, w- I was watching this thing and they were like the next battle, the next big major war is going to happen in outer space and deep under the ocean,
1: under the
0: sea. Yeah, it's going to happen like Damn. they're going to be – the, the, cut. who's going to cut whose pipelines? Who's yep. going to go after whose yep. communications? Yep. It's yep. going to be all Damn. satellites and it's going to be man. like the under, underwater internet, man. 100%. That's pretty yeah. wild. Nuts. Imagine like an underwater Nuts. fucking like pew pew, <laughs> you know? It would be like yeah, fuck. awkward. I remember
1: all, going back to the uh, Lone Survivor book yeah. that in the SEAL training you'd have to like get drowned. Yeah, like you, yeah, you, you yeah. Go, get you'd have to stand on water until you would drown. They bring you up, resuscitate, bro. So it's almost an I've been idol, I've you know? been choked out, like uh <laughs> yeah. like by like in fighting and in like uh like just like for fun and stuff. That right. sucks, it's, Yeah, <laughs> just it's for fun. Like, like it kind of yeah, just to like kind of see what you know. Get passed out, but
0: I, and there's been what, a million times where I've been choked, what, like you, do, what you do in the uh, in the pleasure of your own time is none of our <laughs> business, friends
1: But like when I've I've been choked like since like for years to yeah. the point where I like tap at the last second and then mm-hmm. you're staring at the ceiling like nothing makes sense, almost like a crazy head rush. Right, right, you know? right, right. right. Kind of feels good actually, a little euphoric. Wild, but uh, that the drowning. That, like, stresses me out a little bit. Like, that so just seemed, that's just scene You heard it here, level, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: get to 100,000 subscribers, and Mickey will get a waterboarded live on I'll, air. Dude, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: do it. I'll do it. But I, I just need you there or someone gotcha, to make sure they... Or gotcha. maybe a pretty girl to resuscitate me if you got to do mouth to math. No, 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 no. You said him.
0: You said him. No, he's there, but not doing it. He's, he's there oh, to just, sure you know... I, I, you he's know got what, my I'm, back. I'm honored that yeah. I was your first choice. Your lips taste wicked good. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you resuscitate me, kid.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. you
0: you you, uh, you do your training and yeah. then boom. You're out there. They throw you right into the shit out of yeah. Was this uh, Operation Enduring Freedom? Were you um, on Enduring Freedom? Yes. Oh, yeah. So you it were the Surge? Under,
2: you... It was under Freedom Sentinel. It yeah, is, yeah okay. Operation Freedom Sentinel. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we're there, man. It was uh, ODA 1236. Um, it's a phenomenal group of guys, man. By far, I mean, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time with that team, man. Those guys are freaking phenomenal, man. And, I mean, so one of the things that they tell you in the Q course, actually, this is before I got there, they were like, hey, some of you guys, you're gonna, all you're going to have is the Q course. That's all you're going to have. I'm like in my, the back of my head. I'm like, fuck no! What the, what the fuck the, is like, the likelihood of that, man? And sure as fuck, man. Uh, I get assigned to first group. That was not my original choice. My original choice was to go to seventh group. But naturally, I met my wife. All right, so I had to make some changes. The only way that I can get and to actually stay with her was if I went to first group. So I was, I was, you know, teaser about it. But I had to learn a separate, a different language just so I can go to first group. So I learned a new, lang- a, a new language just for my wife. Yep. What What language was that?
0: Korean. Korean yep. is your love language, yep. huh? Yep, that's it, brother. Really. <laughs> <Well>, nice. <laughs> is <laughs> your, your, your is wife Korean? Korean? Nope, she's not. What (laughs) the fuck? I
1: didn't see that. (laughs) I was sure she was Korean.
0: No, man.
2: Nope. So the way that special forces groups work, man, so every special forces group has their own sort of uh, area of operations, right? So first special forces group does PACOM. That's uh, the Pacific Command. Seventh special forces group does SouthCOM. I know Spanish fluently. That was my thing. Uh, My goal was to go to seventh group and do that. I already knew Spanish, so I didn't have to take a new language in order to get there. My wife, the only place that she can get stationed was going to be in First Group, in that area, at least that base. So if I wanted to stay with her,
0: I would have to go to JBLM. So, sure, so your wife's enlisted as well.
2: No, she's actually. So she's an officer.
0: She's a sergeant. Oh, an officer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was fifty-fifty. It was either going to be she yeah. was either going to be uh, army or stripper. If it was Fort Bragg, you had correct. 50/50. Correct. I didn't want to ask, but it was 50-50. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was assuming <laughs> you didn't have to learn a second language for for cheetahs. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Dude, whatever it takes. Yeah, I, I, Fair enough. Really. I, yeah, you already knew spanish Gerard's a simp. <laughs> it's getting oh, worse by shit. the day. It's getting oh, worse bitch. by the day. What happened to this uh, fucking? <laughs> he won't. He won't jog. He won't get drowned. <laughs> Learns a language for a stripper. Golly,
1: clean it up. Who raised our, our boy? Uh, our boy Christian's dating a stripper.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, right no shit, yeah. Yeah, Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah. that's we like that's, to talk about like, on almost every episode. That's like a, almost a prerequisite for some of the guys in the military. Man. You will like, yeah. yeah. You see a lot. Yeah. She's, She's learning the young boy up.
0: You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was that <laughs> yeah? Was that Jacksonville, uh, North Carolina, Fort Bragg? Where's Fort Bragg? Oh uh, no, it's uh, Fayetteville. Fayetteville, yeah. not Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. So Fayetteville, um, one of the worst places in America, <laughs> and it's literally it's like a Seven Eleven, a Holiday Inn. A gun store, a pawn shop, a strip club, a gun store, a pawn shop, a liquor store, uh, uh, a strip club. And there's, like, it sounds signs. Sounds like a Chris yep. Rock
1: joke. It th- yeah, it's like <laughs> it's a, Dave, it's a Dave Chappelle.
0: <laughs> and there's, like, signs on di- the different strip clubs. There's, like, you know... Uh, uh, the army allowed, army not allowed, mm. bikers allowed, <laughs> bikers not allowed. Like they're not allowed no. in the same strip clubs. There's, there's yeah. some
2: strip clubs that are blacklisted in the military, man. Like if you go to Fort Bragg, uh there was a there was a strip club called Sharkies. You are not allowed to go there, man. If they catch you there, you're fucked. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. 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 Just because of all the nefarious shenanigans that goes on there, man. <laughs> yep. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there were Sounds like strip senior clubs frogs in like I feel like I want to go to Sharkies, right? <laughs> 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 Let's
1: go to Sharkies. That was a great plug for Sharkies. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> Sharkies, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh shit. the. Sponsor the. Oh, sponsor no. the that, that, that's where we can have your thirty k uh, smoker that the guy oh. wants to have with <laughs> oh, the, thir- yeah. the thirty racks. <laughs> do it right here. <laughs> bring your fucking ass. Yeah. It's. Oh man. It's pretty funny. Just yeah, bring mean, the money, bro. Like I. <laughs> this dude. This dude comments on one of the things. Mick's talking about beating up Bruce Lee, which which is a physical. You
2: like, know I beat up Bruce Lee, dude, right? I saw that video of you and it was fucking hilarious, man. Yeah. Like you were like I'd kick the. Sh- I'd beat his fucking ass, dude. Yeah. It was, be honest, <laughs> he's
0: a lot bigger than you thought he'd be in yeah, yeah, person, yeah, right? Like he doesn't 100%, 100%, look that big and like on TV, and then you see him, you're like, "Oh, he's kind of a big guy." All right, fine, whatever.
1: Yeah. And then uh, so they. But that's get... just fact. Like, and also, I know over a hundred people who also would
0: beat the shit out of Bruce Lee.
1: Like, it's just, you know, the, the way the game's evolved. I'm, it's not like I'm saying I'm the fucking man. It's just,
0: nah, it's just facts. Yeah, it's but, like, you know, it'd be like a pitcher playing today's game if there was 102 being like, yeah, I'd strike out, you know, Babe Ruth. Yeah, you probably would. probably fucking would. Fucking throw 102 yeah. with a fucking splitter. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But, like, Never we seen got, that type seen of shit before. Yeah. 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 So, but, but what's funny is, like, the stands want to come out and, and like, you know, they want to... uh simp for bruce and they're like i'll beat mickey's ass 30 racks <laughs> right now uh, i saw that comment bring and the i money. was like yeah hey, bro you gotta make <laughs> this happen
1: 100 100%, yeah. 100%, <sighs> but they're, they're capping they're not they're At not 30 racks they're not serious your you're right yeah, there. yeah for real i know yeah do i need to have both arms tied behind my back <laughs> or what i will choke you out
0: with my chin do oh, it in chin. a jungle and there has to be a gorilla in oh, the ring as well. All right. right, oh, I'll, I'll Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll get the guy out of there, and I'll get out of there. I'll get out of there. <laughs> Feed him to the gorilla.
0: <laughs> gorilla ain't got no money. There gorilla gorilla ain't got no money. That, that, would be, <laughs> that would be the one animal that I don't
2: that I don't think anybody could kick their ass. You know, fucking a gorilla? gorilla? A silverback gorilla? Fuck, There's so a, many animals nobody could so kick sore. their ass. No, I agree. I
0: agree
2: like a, silverback a baboon gorillas has gorillas? claws. Holy
0: shit, man. Those they, those people crazy. have no concept how
2: strong and fast these things are. But you know what I blame it on, man? This whole fucking Disney movie shenanigans, dude, where like... Like all the all these animals are just looked at so like kindly and nicely, and you see all this bullshit. Like yeah. oh yeah, just you know loving bears and fucking dude, For sure. they'll destroy
0: you, bro. What, if your dog me. turned on you tomorrow, you'd be in trouble, man. Like <laughs> a golden 100%. a golden retriever will rip out your <laughs> fucking jugular, yeah, yeah, dude. Like yeah. come on, it's we don't we don't have canines. Look if this is why we developed weaponry. Yep, like we're yep. not we're not supposed to be you know using our hands to combat nature. No, I don't even like the ocean. <laughs> like I don't even like being knee deep in the ocean. I'm like right, I'm, I'm out of my element. No, nope, mm-hmm. this is nah. Yeah, no, as right. soon as I take three steps in the ocean, I'm like I am no longer top of the food chain, and I'm very much aware mm-hmm. of it. I am bottom of the food chain here. This is not a feeling I like.
2: You're absolutely right, I man. That's what we were talking about with the whole like combat dive and like how like do you have to get drowned or whatnot. It's almost yeah. inevitable, man. So like one of my best friends that I was in, uh, in the Q course with, and I. Actually Ended up going to first group with, he got the privilege of going to uh, combat dive school. And I saw this motherfucker training up for it, man. It's nuts, man. The training is freaking surreal, dude. This guy was like, I mean, running freaking 10, 12 miles on a treadmill, bro. Like, on a treadmill, that, mm. it's one thing to go out and run, a, you know, a 9. Was
0: his ten. name David Goggins? No.
2: <laughs> no, he was not. His name is Matt. So, shout out to Matt if you see this, bro. But, uh, great guy, man. This is running 9, 10, 12 miles on a freaking treadmill doing all this crazy stuff. And before you even go to CDQC, you have to pretty much assess at your group because they don't want to pay and send you and then you freaking fail, right? Right. So, there's a whole pipeline that you have to do, a whole, like, you know, two three weeks that you do and then you go to cdqc man he was telling me man like he's like dude they would freaking they blindfold you because once i mean like you were saying once you're in the ocean man you're out of your element like sure. spe- especially humans you are out of your element man so they would you know pretty much blindfold you just black everything out they take off your freaking your respirator and all that stuff they just tie it up in knots behind you and you have to stay calm try to relax you know get all that stuff squared away and then get yourself back on oxygen uh. and inevitably man like you would have shallow water blackout like these guys would come, you have to come back up and let your instructor know like hey i'm good and as they're coming up they forget Get to freaking breathe you know and they're trying to let their instructor know and all of a sudden they're just out out out, dude. Dumb. out. yeah out. so it's wow. virtually inevitable man yeah it's wild that's yeah, it's freaking nuts man yeah Badass i remember cool, seeing man.
1: they'd like yeah they'd like bring you uh underwater mm-hmm. you'd like have your like your breathing apparatus and then they'd like disconnect everything yeah, yeah. like smack yeah. you over the yeah. head like disorient yeah, you gotta put this shit crazy, back man. together that shit and, is yeah. crazy yep. yeah hey guys wow. i got a picture right oh yeah now. this is this funny right pull this up look right first of all read this it goes oh my god i'm so i'm so glad they posted this because some people are meant to be wide and, and some small and it's okay love yourself queens and kings Edit. Never mind. I think that's a gorilla. I'd still love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that sure but awesome, pull dude. that picture back up. <laughs> oh shit. Look at its size. Look at just the size of like the pelvis
0: what of a fucking gorilla. Look that, r- look that reminds that me, cage. guys. Slick and thick live on uh, yeah, Thursday. A, <laughs> that's a live Thursday show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a slick and thick x-ray right there. That's what that is. <laughs>
2: Holy shit, man.
0: Yeah, no, me, me, and Lizzo, only two people in the world, really big boned. So the fucking Lizzo, man. Fucking Lizzo. This is
2: fucking viral meme that I fucking love, man. It was like, it was like, um, if Lizzo's so brave and beautiful, why do girls get mad when I call him Lizzo? Yeah, like, when, they, when, yeah. say, when
0: you know, when I say that they look like Lizzo, I'm like, yeah. yeah. You're right, That's a man. Jeff, a Jeff Die joke that Tim, <laughs> yeah. that Tim Pool claimed as his own. Oh, did he really? Yeah. The, and then uh, Gerard
1: said it on the, on the podcast.
0: Yeah, and then I was like, I yeah, he immediately was like, oh
1: shit! i wait. I didn't make that up. I, yeah, like, I, well, no, I
0: knew i didn't make it up but i didn't get a chance to say who it was and i was like i'll nah, delete that shit get that out of here i'm not gonna do that um, the uh, yeah but the the funny thing about lizzo too i saw another meme that was like how can somebody run away and run around on stage that much and still be that big yeah yeah, yeah i'm like that's fucking wild that she's you know, doing she's doing you know, serious she's doing work cardio man what do you think the diet there's, is there you, Some
1: af- well i mean there's some athletic big people and some people just Big tell you me about I mean? it. Is that right? Yeah,
0: that's what I'm here <laughs> Anyway, Selkirk <laughs> Selkirk for pickleball all your pickleball needs Selkirk There's um, you play pickleball at all? No, man. No, never have. What are you gay? Nope, I don't, so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I learned Korean from my wife. Uh-huh. Well, too bad. They'd, they'd re-enlist you with Honestly, more. Honestly,
1: uh, not the best. Ba- like, oh, what are you, gay?
0: You don't play pickleball? Yeah. What, are you, <laughs> like, what are you, hunt humans? Things, yeah. What are yeah. you, yeah. hunt humans like It teaches people how, yeah. To, yeah, how, to, how to shoot. What do yeah. you, you, hide out in the jungle and jump guys when they're not looking? <laughs> gay. <laughs> you, put, you
2: penetrate so, men. Tell us about hunting humans. Yeah, man. Fucking next level, man. I mean, it's a good time. It's a good time for sure. Seems so, like the yeah. best time. Yeah, it's like for real. It's, it's it's surreal, surreal. It seems like, it's, it's yeah. surreal man. Like, especially you guys like, are fucked up. I'm
0: yeah. <laughs> nah, just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> Hell no. You guys are fucked. But there's a it's reason the why you're what, doing what's it.
1: What's that right? what's that um book or movie? The ultimate game? The ultimate hunt? The ultimate there's like something yeah. like that. The most dangerous or, game. The most dangerous game. Yeah. yeah okay. The guy he like takes people to his house, gives them dinner and stuff, and then he's like, now I'm going to hunt you. I will give you a Damn, like. Bro. a will yeah. give you like no. an hour head start. No. Go ahead and like they're on his land sh- and he just goes out with his gun and yeah. that's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking wild. I mean, it, it's little, yeah. It's but it,
0: if, if homeless start going missing in in San Francisco, just <laughs> start looking over this way. Be like, can, here, here's ten dollars. You have a five minute head start. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, Four minutes fifty eight seconds. <gasps> I don't understand what's going on. Four minutes fifty five seconds. Two, 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 right, two, yep. three, yeah. That's it. Honestly, I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd probably watch that. 100. The yeah. homeless hunt. We we can't like can't like actually kill them. <laughs> no. but you could like bag and tag them, right? I mean like bag <laughs> and tag. Them. I mean,
1: <laughs> you can like, like BB gun them. Can you lasso them? Yeah, okay.
0: you you put like a little you put like a little like like they do with the sharks, you know, and then release them back into yeah. the into the wild. Okay, like the it. wild. Is that yeah? <laughs> so tell can you tell us about that? Is there anything? You yeah, do, I mean you can there's, talk about?
2: there's certainly some stuff that I can talk about. The, the, what makes it so I would say like exhilarating is particularly the fact that there's so much that goes behind the scenes, right? So naturally, it's not just like the indiscriminate killing of human beings that we're doing. We're, we're going after specific individuals for a specific reason. Certain bad guys, correct, yeah. correct. And I mean, there's there's just a plethora of assets that go in from your intelligence assets to like your your weaponry to close air support, all this other things, right? So, for example, let's say we were going to go hit an objective uh, tomorrow, right? There'd be a whole week. Of, let's what, go. Uh, I'm down. You're let's do it. down, yeah. Let's do it let's, right? do it. let's do it. Bro. <laughs> Pick a spot. <laughs> no, not actually. That's off camera. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Man. He's like, so let's say we're going to go, okay. I'm yeah, in. <laughs> you <were down>. yeah <laughs> man. You are going to send it in. Yes. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So let's say, you know, tomorrow's tomorrow. Doing a hit, the, the whole week prior to that man would be planning specifically for that. Everything from just like your maneuver elements, like who's in what cell. So you know, as an ODA, you split up into two different cells, right? Who's in what cell? What assets we're gonna have overhead, right? So are we gonna have uh, armed ISR. We're we gonna have uh, Apaches because sometimes, even for example, and this is the reason why all those things go into consideration. The Taliban would not want to fuck around when we had Apaches overhead. They would not want to fuck around. So we the have to air dis- cover,
1: right? Right, the, right. The, the,
2: heli- correct, yeah. the helicopters, and you can hear those motherfuckers because they fly relatively low. You know. Like our airspace is broken up into different, pretty much stacks. Okay. And you have different types of aircraft flying at different stacks.
1: Couldn't that kind of blow your cover a little bit if you're right. trying to sneak it, up on correct. someone?
0: Right. Well, I would True. imagine it's a it's a deterrent, right? I it's hundred kind of percent deterrent. Idea, so right. typically yeah. we
2: would have Apaches escort us. At a certain point they would yeah. displace because we didn't want the Taliban to hear it. They knew that we were coming. Like that's inevitable. They're gonna know that we're fucking coming.
0: You guys are the boogeyman. Pretty much, brother. Really. Pretty much.
2: Pretty much. It was a good mm. time. Then you know, friggin' land Chinooks land. You get right out. Boom. Which is that 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 in and of itself is an experience, man. Like, it's a so rough, Yeah, huh? it's fucking wild, man. Especially when, because a lot of the times what we would do these helicopter insertions, it would be at night, right? Because we didn't want to get the freaking helicopter shot at with RPGs. So it is surreal, man. You're just sitting there, like, with your gun. You have everything, you know, and you're just looking around you. You have your your nods on, you know, pretty much just like a white light, right? And you're just looking left and right, man. It's all these motherfuckers. Nods?
1: uh, Is that, like, night night vision? Yeah, night optics, yeah.
2: So you're looking left and right, dude, and it's all these fucking just soul reapers, bro. Just, like, just sitting there, fucking angry as shit with a dip, and they're just ready to fucking go.
0: Soul reapers? Yeah, dude.
2: Fuck me. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah.
1: that's my new nickname i like it i like it Nikki the soul
2: reaper <laughs> yeah man this fucking chinook just like lands and you get out of the fucking bird everybody kind of just you know nice little horseshoe pulling security and then this fucking chinook takes off and then it's just utter silence just uh. like, straight silence and you know you're fucking in it that's it like you're not you're not getting back until that chinook comes back to pick your ass up all right so anyway all those things go into consideration as you as you're planning your hit right one, the day before that, I mean, it's just, it's just that's that's all that's on your mind. That's all that's on your mind is like, okay, like I'm looking at the objective. I'm looking at these different things. I'm looking at my plans. I'm looking at, okay, for example, me specifically, I was a special forces medic, right? So I'm looking at, okay, this is where my uh, my uh, my evac spot is going to be. Hey, if we take casualties, if we take this number of casualties, we have to go over here. If we take this number of casualties, we have to go over there. If we get hit while en route, uh, this is where we're going to go. So you're planning all this stuff so that, you know, once you're there you're not reacting you've already kind of thought this stuff through right right that's that's all the planning that takes just to go after one guy and freaking smoke him, you know so we get there like I, like I mentioned just utter silence and then that's when you start getting all your freaking intel from, from your UAVs and all that stuff hey we got guys maneuvering in this area hey we got guys maneuvering in that area now you're clearing house to house Just you know you're stacking up and primarily us we would work with the Afghan partner force which sometimes was sketchy sometimes was cool as fuck but you'd work with these Afghan partner force because the idea was that we would eventually leave them to do their own thing naturally that was not the case but that was the idea so they, they would go in they'd clear the house and then we'd go in and kind of make sure that everything was clear after right All of this was just this, you know... Progress, like house after house after house, to try to find one guy, you know. And I, th- this is when the ISR came in clutch, man. And eventually, like the the ISR—that's kind of, correction. That's uh, like your UAVs, your UAVs, okay. Yeah, okay. Your, your aerial assets. That's when they would, right. you know, pretty much. They're looking down. They're letting you know, hey, there's there's movement here, there's movement there. So you're kind of tracking because these motherfuckers, they know, they know that they know. I mean, we've been there for twenty years. They've been there for twenty years. Yeah. You know, they know exactly what who we're after, what we're doing. So they're kind of bracing for dear life, you know. And once you start seeing that, you know, because you can, especially like our our guys who are. Specific specifically in charge of talking with these uh, with these assets I mean they start maneuvering our elements accordingly so that we can do what we need to do right and almost inevitably man uh, in the morning after you hear that prayer call you know like you see it in the movies all the time that that little prayer call that they have in, in the Middle East there almost inevitably we would immediately get shot at so really? that's, yeah yep 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 I, be it from 50 meters 100 meters different different distances depending on the uni- uh, depending on where where the guys are at i mean yeah it's it's gnarly and that's that's when that's when it really gets started man and the the freaking awesome thing about having that air superiority was exactly that we would know where they are where they're maneuvering so I can distinctly remember the one time that uh, we got into a pretty serious ambush. Um, I remember I was uh, walking down this, like, dirt trail, right? And I had my buddy next to me, phenomenal guy, man. His name is Alan, great dude. Uh, Him, my other buddy Jimmy, like, he's like a Special Forces Yoda, man. He's the kind of guy that just, like, knows all things uh, within the Special Forces community. And I was very lucky to be under those guys. We're walking down this freaking dirt path, and my buddy Alan, he, like, looks over to me. He's deployed multiple times. He's worked with Delta Force. He's worked with all these other assets. And he tells me, he's like, hey, man. We're gonna get hit like 100% we're gonna get hit. I'm like, oh shit. He's like, like I'm like, how do you figure? He's like, dude, you, you do this enough times like you get the freaking goosebumps, man You you get it and sure as fuck man, like not too long thereafter just machine gun fire You know, that's when it's like, oh shit, and things just got real. That's
0: heavy. Yeah Yeah, so we just jump behind this freaking who was sorry forgive me who was giving them these machine guns Where were they getting these assets? I mean because these are people who live in mud huts and that's not not being derogatory They literally they make $10 a year how, where are they, they getting...
2: Big, big, big Taliban is connected with big other networks and other neighboring countries. I mean, a lot of these guys would go to Pakistan. China? Was, this China? was this China? Was this an American and China proxy war? Was this Russia? What, what was... It would not surprise me. It certainly would not surprise me. Um, Did did you ever
0: see any of those assets on the ground there or
2: I can tell you that there was one instance
0: where I remember we have
2: these guys They're like our interpreters and they're directly attached with these uh, communications guys, right? So the communications the American communications guy He's in charge of just pretty much running around with a friggin satellite trying to catch uh, enemy communications When they catch enemy communications, they pretty much tap it into the radio for the interpreter be like he'll be like Hey, this is what they're saying, right? We've gone on multiple missions at this point, and every time our interpreters are like, yep, they're saying this, they're saying that, they're saying that, right? All of a sudden, we go into this one area where the CIA had been there not too long ago, and all of a sudden, our interpreter's like, I have no idea what language they're speaking. I don't know who this is. I don't know where they're from. That was the one time that our interpreter said something that I was like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck is here? What countries are out here where, like, native Afghans... Don't know the language or can't translate it. Have no idea who they are. Mm. That's when it gets sketchy. Mm. So, what country specifically? I'm sure there's a lot of you know a lot of a lot of fingers and hands in there, but that one time in is yeah, I have no idea. Mm. Freaking wild.
1: I got a question for you. Up, um, how did you uh, earn your bronze star?
2: Oh, so the bronze star specifically was given to me. Uh, for, for operations while we were there. man. So, ODAs, uh, w- there was multiple ODAs throughout Afghanistan, right? And we're all operating, trying to conduct different things. And a lot of the things that we were trying to do at the time was, this was t- uh, pretty much sort of like in the middle of the Trump administration, our mission specifically was to pretty much kill as many Taliban as we possibly could Fuck uh, yeah, in, or- in order to bring them to the negotiating table. Because I don't know if you guys recall, but this was around the time where like uh, Trump was trying to negotiate with them to try to figure out, you know, some way around this. This was, was the whole controversy when he brought some of the Taliban over to the United States, et cetera, et cetera. So that was that was our mission statement at that point, like literally kill as many of these motherfuckers as you possibly can to force them to, ne- to the negotiating table. Mm-hmm. And my ODA, like the operations that we conducted throughout the time in Afghanistan, that was what allowed us and pretty much put us on the you know on the spectrum for Big Sodif, the Special Operations Task Force, to award my ODA that Bronze Star. So,
0: nice. Uh, that's, that's 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 really That's a pretty cool mission.
2: I- Just Kill as many <laughs> yeah. as you yeah.
1: can.
0: And as a, as a medic, um, mm-hmm. you must have seen some pretty gruesome shit. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. was, was yeah. it was it difficult for you to Transition back. We had a. That's
1: got to be a versatile job, like going mm-hmm. from you know oh, you yeah, ready to ready to shoot and then ready to 100%. save, ready to shoot,
2: ready. I to actually, save. I have pictures on my Instagram of my first uh, my first real combat. What's casualty? your Instagram? Uh, so uh, Chris, can check Gr- it out. Chris Gray zero three two one. Say it again. Chris Gray zero three two one. G G R A Y. J-R-E-Y. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, E-Y. Yeah. Got yes, it. yes. I don't know if you saw our. our uh, we had Devin Moultrie, friend of the program, great guy. Uh, the Jiu Jitsu Black Belt. Yeah, I was going to ask
1: about. I was literally thinking the same thing. So, yeah. so he
0: he he had a very difficult time transitioning back after his uh, deployments. Yeah, you know. Um, and now you were deployed. You mm-hmm. were a medic. Was it difficult for you to transition back into civilian life? It certainly
2: was not easy, man. hundred percent, it was not easy. I, w- I would say it was definitely. Definitely very challenging, um, primarily because, well, for one, in the military, it's structure. It's just a daily structure. You know what you're doing, when you're doing it, and no day is the same, right? Which is, it almost sounds uh, like an oxymoron yeah, because you have structure, do, yeah. but but no day is the same. It's all structured, but your mission changes on a regular basis. You always have a new thing that you're going to do with your team, with whatever unit you're with, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. But the structure still remains, right? All of a sudden, you get out of the military, and you're like, what the fuck do I do with my hands, Like there is no like, like like hey get up it's fucking time for PT hey get up it's uh, you know freaking go there it's you know we're training on two forty bravos we're training on this at the other tomorrow we're doing horseback riding tomorrow we're you know the next day would be a little shock to the system oh dude one hundred percent bro when I got out like I distinctly remember I was there I was like what the fuck did I do like the next day i was like what the fuck did i do and it was and that was the case for about a good solid couple of months man cuz i was like like my I, i've done this for 10 years this is all i've known for the last 10 years pretty much like from my late teens into my 20s and and you find yourself in this position where you're like i don't know what the hell i'm supposed to do um, and yeah i mean it's certainly challenging man like uh, you start resorting to different vices you know i you know and that's that's where it gets that's where it gets really difficult man and 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 the things that have helped that have helped me kind of stay sort of sane number one is working with the guys that i'm working with now like those guys have been freaking phenomenal they're all like i said they're all veterans so like talking to those guys hanging out with those guys you still have
1: that camaraderie that brotherhood that yeah that community it's it's
2: immediately relatable man talk about
1: that a lot on this like that that's you know it's Mm -hmm. it's big for people mental health wise any walk of life like having that community yeah that connectivity
2: yeah, and, and I think the biggest thing, I feel like when I got out, I almost felt like I sort of lost the purpose, you know? I was just like, I was like, to what I You am had a I very clearly why? defined yes. purpose yes. every
1: day. Yes. You knew what you yes. were, what you were yes. doing and what the goal was. 100%. And then you're kind of like, all right, now
2: what? Now what? what? now what wow. you know and so I had so essentially I had to develop that or sort of come up with a new purpose and and my passion has always been medicine right I, I love medicine I'd I love doing the whole like you know operator stuff but like that's why I wanted to be a medic because the medicine aspect of it all is really like my allure that's that's sort of what, what's always drawn me man and from doing rotations in like you know Tampa General Hospital all the way to doing you know real no shit you know combat trauma and having all these patients and, and actually you know seeing somebody who just came in with like gunshot wound and their freaking leg blown off, or the, you know, gunshot wounds to the abdomen, and having to you know work with all these all these other surgeons to like literally open them up and and find the bullets and sew them back up together. Like it's next level, man. It's next level. And yeah. so I've always found that passion and uh, just kind of going back. The reason why I sort of alluded to the to the first combat casualties because this this day that was the same day that we had the ambush, right? But this was we did a, a morning infill. We went in. Uh, we were split up in two different cells. One cell's clearing one side of a village, the other cell's clearing the other side of a village. All of a sudden I'm like, I'm doing my own thing with my partner for us, like we're clearing a certain area. And, excuse me, my buddy comes up on comms. He's like, hey, uh, Delta 2, that's me. So that was my, my call sign, if you will. Hey, Delta 2, we need you in this building. I'm like, okay, got it. So I start walking over there. I'm like, it didn't sound particularly, you know, serious. And he's like, no, Delta 2, if you don't mind, man, like, we really need you, like, fucking time now. So immediately I'm like, okay, there's some shit going on, right? Like, so I run in, and as fuck. Uh, there's a dude on the ground. And this is when I started realizing, you know, even the smallest things is like, we train these Afghan partner forces to start doing a thing, and they're actually doing it, you know, which is why, again, it was so disheartening to see everything just go to shit. But this uh, this partner force guy, he's like on top of this dude and just, p- just putting a tight tourniquet on his arm. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, like, what the fuck happened? You know, come to find out, this guy, uh, the partner force was uh, doing a breach entry with an explosive, right? They set up the explosive on the door. We're calling out. We're calling, hey, open the fucking door, open the fucking door. Nobody's opening the door. Boom. Blow the charge. Door blows open. This guy's standing right behind the goddamn door, right? He didn't say a goddamn word, man. Eats that freaking explosion, right? So he's just on the ground, just bleeding profusely from his arm. He has, like, lacerations to his chest, lacerations to his arms, like, all over the place. So I come in. I didn't say anything? God knows why, dude. I don't know fucking uh, why, bro. He should have. He should have. He he he's like, hey, God, you know, fucking in the door, dude. Like, yeah. No, he just kept his mouth shut. Just ate the freaking the breach. And so I start treating him, man. Like uh, the guy had already put a tourniquet on. I start getting IVs on him. I start doing my assessment. We have a you know specific algorithm when you're doing your your, your assessments because you don't you don't want to just go in there and just be like, oh fucking, I'll start working on this one thing. So we have something called the March algorithm. That's essentially stands for massive hemorrhage. So I'm start I start looking for like where he's bleeding. Boom. From there, I go to his airway. I'm checking his airway, making sure that he's actually able to breathe from there I'm going to his respiration making sure that he's actually perfusing oxygen throughout his body then you go into circulation Uh, so that's when I'm you know doing my peripheral assessments trying to see like what his blood pressure is trying to get that blood pressure up since he's already bleeding out etc and then I start dealing with hypothermia because even in a hot place like Afghanistan if you bleed out you know sufficiently you can go into a state of hypothermia I didn't know that wow yep 100% so I start doing my assessment I start giving this guy some medication some TXA just different things to like help the guy out and you know uh, my my uh, officer, the guy in charge of our ODA, like he's like, you know, relaying all this information. We're trying to get a medevac set up and everything, but that was the first time where I was like, "Holy shit, man! Like this is fucking real! Like all the medical training, all the everything that we did beforehand, yeah, like this this is fucking real and this is it right now." So we get this guy out of there, you know, like uh, put him on a, a on a litter, start moving over. You start you can see the Blackhawk coming in to pick him up. Uh, pick him up, take him over. So he's now with the forward surgical team. So they start doing surgery on him. They get him taken care of, they get him stabilized and they send him over to bath to get further treatment to make sure he's good. And then uh, my other medic and I, we both uh, ended up bringing this guy back out to his you know, pretty much to his house and he was good to go. But it was the first time that I was actually able to see like, holy shit, from point of injury to, You know, this extensive care, and then you're back home? Like, this shit works, man. (laughs) Wow. Save that guy's life, baby. I got a
1: question for you, uh, going back to, like, kind of the
2: mental health. Is there any type of, like, reacclimation
1: program like for like, soldiers coming. I wouldn't home? say
2: there's so much of a reacclimation. They, I will say that they've definitely taken uh, the, the the concept of mental health significantly more seriously in the military. Uh, they offer a lot of different things, so, so the assets are there. It's on you to actually go and pursue them. But what you're alluding to in this, you know, react, you know, pretty much reacclimating to to, to society.
1: Yeah, civilian yeah, life. Yeah,
2: civilian life. There really isn't one, and it's almost. I'm sure that there's a way to do it. That's, that's certainly a challenge for sure, because of how, how different military life is. It's, it's like, I, I like, how do you even begin to acclimate a guy into civilian life? You know, uh, right. without,
1: well, I would, that, I just, I'd like to see these boys getting no, better I agree, taken care of, I agree. you and know I, what I mean? And maybe yeah, if, if yeah. a couple of, you know, sol- soldiers, veterans were to kind of set up mm-hmm. a program like that, I'd, I'd hope that the government would get behind that.
2: hundred percent, man. Know and I there, mean? there are certainly different organizations that are out there. Like I said, they remember give you the 22
0: the does a lot of really great work. Remember the 22. Too. um I've done some charity stuff with them. They're really, yeah. really, really solid. But yeah. yeah, I mean it's there's so many Stop people. Stop man. bragging. It's not bragging. I'm fucking kidding. I'm fucking not dating. I'm, 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 I'm not remember the twenty two is definitely is definitely. Gerard some, does a lot of charity. Gerard does not. Gerard's <laughs> <laughs> capitalist. You bet you done a lot of charity, bro. I've done some charity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fat <laughs> chicks. So the um <laughs> so speaking speaking of uh it's important it's important to give back man it is you can't just very, take, very take take all the time Shit. very very it's important very. to give back Feels good. especially in in some place where you feel like people are being let down like you said like these guys yeah. they they deserve better of course. And, you know devin yeah. you know like devin i know you know his Devin up-
1: opened my eyes to a lot of it and like obviously i was aware but like yeah. talking to him talking to you you know what i mean it's like when it
0: yeah, it hits different too. Yeah, and it's and it's these politicians too, man. They're like, we have these resources available. Just go to the VA, and it's like, yeah. But then a, the, somebody has to see a new doctor every, every single time. time.
1: And they got to relive that trauma. I saw that. Talk about that horrible, thing. Horrible, yeah, man. Like
0: re- mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and and these guys, they they just want they just want to feel normal again. And the the thing that strikes me as I've gotten older, like you said, you were you were twenty two years old. Mm-hmm. You know, like I look at an eighteen year old now, and I'm like, fuck, man. I can't believe we send these kids off to work like I see an 18 first of all I'm like I don't think there's an 18 year old on earth that can kick the shit out of me so should we really be sending those 18 year olds second of all it's like man that's young dude man that's young that is a young thing to be sending people uh, you know out there to to you know to enact global policy mm-hmm. you have 60 year old 70 year old 80 year old politicians rich fucking lawyers sending 18 year old kids yeah. to go enact their policy yep. that's fucked up i agree it's a fuck and i look i love I love veterans. Mm-hmm. I've never met a single one where I wasn't like, "Man, you are a squared away, impressive dude." I got so much respect for you guys, mm-hmm. but I just don't think, I don't think we should have been in Afghanistan. I don't think we should be doing the things that we're doing. What's happening in Ukraine? I think is a fucking. It's that's, an atrocity, that's absurd. And, and you, know, what, what are your thoughts?
2: man you ukraine ukraine's complex man number 1 it's definitely a proxy war you know 100% a proxy war like the, the number of like american assets that are actually there you know obviously you know behind or you know two or three degrees of separation away no we're on the ground now i mean there's no like us soldiers we, with american flags on them like no shit we're doing, doing
0: we're doing what france did in the in the american revolution they yeah. they're, we're training all their guys yeah, they're yeah. using yeah. all of our equipment 100%. it's almost worse Yeah. yeah. it's almost worse because it's like okay you little ukrainian go go out there now go go yeah you know
2: and and the fact of the matter is my understanding i mean correct me if i'm wrong but like nato was not supposed to expand the way that it's expanding now and so it does not surprise me that somebody like putin would be like you know what get fucked like i'm gonna do my thing because i'm gonna make sure that you know that the you know the the lines that we've drawn in the sand are
0: you know abided by no doubt about it and and, and there's this idea that there always has to be a good guy and a bad guy they're like there's always a good guy and a bad guy anybody who's studied history extensively knows that most wars are fought between bad people. World mm-hmm. War One, what we talked about before, that was a family dispute. Those were three fucking yeah, cousins yeah, that couldn't yeah. figure out how to share Europe fairly. Those were three cousins. The, yeah, the yeah, German yeah. Kaiser, the King of England, and the Russian Tsar were fucking cousins. They would summer together. And they killed millions of people because they... Summering over, over... together? Such a bougie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I,
1: would, I would summer yeah. in
0: France. Yeah, and because of how fucking ridiculous... a, a summer down to Jersey show. Yeah. L- LBI because of how ridiculously <laughs> callous their, you know, they their approach to life was they gave birth to the extremism of communism and stuff like that because they, they got rid of the aristocracy then you fast forward 30 years later and you're looking at all of these revolutions throughout who the civil wars throughout Europe. You look at the Spanish Civil War. It's a fascist and a communist. Those are the two sides. <laughs> Whoever wins, the people lose, yeah. right? So those are two extreme sides. So like this idea that Putin's a bad guy and 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 uh, Zelensky's a good guy, dude, they can very easily both be bad guys. And no. Putin waited until you know we had an eighty year old in office to be like, yeah, I'm going to start pushing some buttons. Yeah. I mean, and, and Ukraine in, is un- unbelievably corrupt. Do you think yeah. to be very specific? And I mean, this is just speculation. Sure. Do you think that? Putin pushes into Ukraine if we don't leave Afghanistan the way we left?
2: Hmm. I think it certainly emboldened him. I think it absolutely emboldened him. And I think uh, people like uh, Xi Jinping are also going to be significantly more emboldened to take Taiwan. And I, I think it starts from the top. You know, Inevitably, these guys are all in conversation. I mean, Joe Biden, I'm sure, is in conversation with Putin. I'm sure he's in conversation with all these in the other individuals. And to see the just atrocity that it was to to have Afghans falling off freaking planes. Yeah that was man. harsh. Afghans
0: falling what, what, off. What planes. did you what did you think about the Dude, it's a was... retreat, right? So I mean what, what did you think about it? You you had you had literally Wait you're talking about
1: the Afghanistan one? Yeah. Real quick before we move mm-hmm. on I'm uh I'm supposed to do a couple jujitsu seminars and MMA seminars in Taiwan. What's the kind oh, of the gosh. what's the timeline? <laughs> what's the timeline before
2: get, I won't better, be able to come back.
0: Better get out there quick. If I
2: were, if I were if I were a betting man, I would say no later than like end of next year. All
0: right,
2: by the uh, end of next year, dude. I think I think that's really when about, we're looking at October.
0: Oh, I don't, I, I, I'm cutting it a little close. I disagree. You think it's sooner? I think they go in before the election because they want they they want uh, hmm. Biden to to Shucks. extend. Yeah. I, if I if I were a betting man and I don't know shit about shit, but if I was putting the the, might try and move that up. If I was <laughs> if I was reading the tea, I, oh. I would say by summer of twenty four.
1: I mean, that was certainly...
0: Oh, yeah. summer of 24?
1: Summer of 24. So a whole... One year. I got, One I year. got time. We're going to talk about October.
0: Yeah, Ooh, that's going to be close. October it's of... Year oh, October away. of this year. Yeah, for... Ah, I think you're good.
1: 2023. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, I, think this you're, sure, right. I
0: think you're good. I think you're good. No, October. For
1: sure. <laughs> So See y'all in Taiwan, yeah. baby. Gonna
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Could, could> learn. <laughs> y'all wanna learn i teach hunt. y'all some shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a feeling like y'all gonna need this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come, yeah. Come, okay. come to Mickey Gall's human hunting experiment. <laughs> <laughs> to bring Christian out.
1: Yeah, so some this arms training.
0: A, yeah, for sure. A yeah. lot, yeah. 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 lot of running. A yeah. <laughs> lot of running <laughs> here, guys. A <laughs> lot of running. Yeah, PT's at six. Fuck so so you're home. You want a bronze star in Afghanistan. You're a literal war hero, man. And now you're home and you see the way your country and your military leaves Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts?
2: The first part was just utter shock. You're just like, did this really just fucking happen? Like, is this is this real? Is this, am I actually like living this right now? Just having just been there, not to mention the fact the number of assets that we left there, the amount of money, the amount of equipment, the amount of stuff that we left there and and. and Beyond that, just the quality of individuals and people that we left out there just to be just for the Taliban to then come in and just wreak havoc on them, just murder them like out in the street like fucking dogs. Uh, it was just like nuts, man. Like, I just recently saw a movie, uh, The Covenant. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie yet. No, Guy Ritchie, uh,
0: though. I do love Guy Ritchie. Uh, yeah. Loves Guy oh, Ritchie. Oh, Guy Ritchie? Ritchie? Movie, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: British Tarantino? <laughs> 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 British Tarantino,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I love Guy Ritchie, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that must have made you feel like a lot of that hard work Dude. and all the work you do is
0: for naught, like yes. the way they just fucking... And, and and on top of that, right, it's... We turned the Taliban into a top 20 military
2: overnight. 100%. 100%. I mean, our our, our superiority was the ability to fight at night right that, that we own the night that's you know that's a very common saying in the military like we own the night mm. uh,
0: Viking ship alright Ben
2: Affleck movie Dude, oh. fucking, we left night optics like a motherfucker Lasers, IR lasers, like all that stuff is there, you know. So it's it's you just you immediately just castrated the entire military force that was there. Like you took oh. every every aspect of superiority that we had, and we just gave it right to them. And, and that's they, how I felt watching it. So I could only yeah. imagine how you felt. And what like. was even more heartbreaking for me specifically was. Having buddies of mine that have been there for decades, you know, like, you know, I was a very junior guy going into this and it and it and it, you know, it bothered me to my core, you know. I can't even imagine guys that have been there from like 2005, you know, and they're still serving and are still grinding and are still getting after it. The you know the type of connection that these guys have made with, you know, the pe- some of the people in Afghanistan. And I remember um, when that happened, I posted you know some pictures. I was like, like, dude, this is fucked up. Like I, you know, I was working with guys like this, this at the other, and I had a buddy, uh, same guy, Jimmy, man, the the SF Yoda. He he hit me up and he told me a very true thing. He's like, hey, bro. My recommendation would be for the time being, just take those pictures down because right now, like the Taliban are actively looking for these guys and they're actively looking for these faces oh specifically my God. to go after them. And it was a moment of realization. I was like, holy shit, man. Like, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, like essentially he said, like, give them a chance. I'm like, the fact that this is where we're at right now?
0: Like, yeah. And there was, there was uh, stories of vets going rogue, going back in and, mm-hmm. and yeah. saving their guys, going yeah. in, and, and uh, one of them was an MMA fighter, I think. Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy, Tim Kennedy yeah. that's yeah. Kennedy right, Tim Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I mean... It was callous it was like a callous disregard for yeah. for it, it, everything about it was just I mean and I, again You can know nothing about military history You can know nothing about tactics and you say man you don't secure the you don't secure the the, the points of ingress or egress first You yeah. don't yeah. you don't yeah. you don't secure the the airports like I, I just doesn't make any sense You don't I mean you can play Grand Theft Auto yeah. for five <laughs> minutes and be like no you need to yeah. you need a way to get out Like mm-hmm. you know you'd secure the door. I mean like every bar in the world has security in one place the door like what's the deal here? I, I don't I don't under like I get very frustrated with this administration Specifically because they keep doing stupid shit And then when smart people do dumb stuff over and over you have one of two choices either They're not that smart or they're or, doing it on mm-hmm. purpose. That's right. And now which is worse really, you know <laughs> and, and then I say to myself we talked about this a little bit. and We kind of skated on it we're in a situation where if Taiwan Escalates. All right. Now you have a military that has not hit its Recruitment goals for five years running. Yeah, we have a deficit. We're not paying our bills We're not hitting our recruitment goals and now we don't have the capacity to fight a war on two fronts in in, in Europe and in Asia, they can push our buttons in any direction they want and we really don't have the capacity to stop them from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but from the numbers, the numbers on the spreadsheet do not look right. You're saying, why are we pushing this? And then you start thinking like, the only way that they can do it and actually secure their policy goals is to enact a draft. Yep. And I gotta tell you, right yep. here on air, if there's a draft, your boy ain't going mm-hmm. I love America I have a tattooed on my arm I love this place to death I would die If anybody came to our shores I would die to defend it But my fat ass is not dying for <laughs> Kiev <laughs> I'm not I dying hear. in Taiwan I hear you dude I'm not dying for BlackRock or Halliburton To secure a new fucking marketplace mm-hmm. And I don't think any fucking 18 year old Nobody's son or daughter Now that they're eligible for the fucking draft Should either I agree
2: you know, I mean, I will say that there's an argument to be made that the fact that we have an all-volunteer force is certainly plays a role into why we are somehow, embed, you know, engaging in these forever wars. I read a good book. It's uh, called Warrior Diplomat. It's by Green Beret who also worked in Washington D.C. He kind of had both sort of perspectives, both the you know policy perspective and the actual like, boots on the ground perspective. And it's not necessarily the premise of the book, but like what he argues is exactly that: is like when we created an all-volunteer force, what we created were military careerists, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now you're in there. Like these guys come in they're second lieutenants, and they want to become generals, and all you have to do is cater and count out to whatever the you know the administration of the time tells you. Whereas if you had a draft, then. The entire purpose of these individuals is let's end this fucking war time now and do anything and everything that we could to make sure that that is in as short amount of pos- uh, a short amount of time possible so that we can get back to our families, so we can get back to our day-to-day lives. And that's also what makes a lot of these current-day officers significantly more risk-averse because it doesn't look good when you have, a, you know, your officer evaluation report saying, hey, I lost this many guys. But sometimes maybe that's what's necessary necessary in order to achieve the mission, right? So it becomes significantly more convoluted and, frankly, why I think that in all— Flatten
0: your- the curve. Yeah. Wow. So... That's it, man. You got Mick. You got anything before we head out? Nah, man. Thanks
1: for sharing that shit with us. Cool it, ass dude. Come thank back you. anytime,
0: Christian. Thank man, this we cannot thank you enough. You I gotta are gonna come down there and learn learn something. Yeah, swing by whenever you want. Yeah, we got we got yeah. to shoot we got to yeah, shoot man, some pews, sure. baby. Let's do it, bro. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Yeah, man. For everybody, one more time, Christian. Tell them where they can find you, man.
2: Yeah. yeah so my Instagram is Chris Gray zero three two one. You guys are by all means more than welcome to follow me on there. Uh, check out Lock and Miami if you guys want to do some shooting with me. You're more than welcome to stop by whenever you guys want. Be a lot of fun, guys. Check out the L
1: that's uh, yes. C H R I S G R E Y. Correct. Or the numbers? 0321. 0321. Awesome, right. man.
0: Follow our boy. This was fantastic. See us live this Thursday, slick and thick, the first ever live audience show at the Stress Factory, Thursday night, 7 p.m. You have nowhere better to be. You have it nowhere. It will
1: be the best time. We put a lot of work into this thing, and if it's not an absolute party and blast, I will do Hari Kari on the stage. <laughs> I will cut out my gut.
0: Better than ringing the bell. <laughs> I am Gerard Michaels. That is the great one, Mickey Gall. This has been Bronze winning this War Hero Christian Grey. This is Slick and Thick. Enjoy the rest of Gas Digital. We will see you on Friday. Peace. Peace.